up. It's it's God, and he's just pray that. He kept bringing Brownsville. I don't know if you've heard of Brownsville, the revival, but uh, it's where people actually encountered the presence of the Lord. Like they would come in and they would feel the weight of God. They'd be transformed. Their repentance, salvation, all of these things would happen because God was in their midst and being experienced at such a high level. And I believe that's our inheritance. I believe God wants, why, why not here? I love that. Why, why not? Why don't we contend for that? Think about what our children, a lot of them were young men that I've talked to now that have experienced Brownsville. Life-changing. Their hearts are so tender and on fire for the Lord to this day. And, and so I, I'm thankful for what we have now. But, beloved, I really want my, my kids to experience the, the presence of God. We just, tu- we just touched maybe a little piece of it. Um, this was kind of an unusual Sunday, by the way. <laughs> If you're visiting with us, but I'm gonna, I'm just gonna s- extend in faith and say this will be usual, <laughs> this will be normal. That our the presence of God will be so uh, strong in here and uh, felt, experienced. I, I believe we're gonna s- begin to see great miracles and healing. I'm contending for the promises of the Lord. And the Holy Spirit's agreeing right now, but ding. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I don't. I don't want to preach my notes. I just want to preach a couple words. And and this is coming from a longing that every single person in this room would experience the Lord in a deep, profound way. Not in a religious way. Not in the idea that, hey, we followed some rules, so we have salvation. I, I believe the very life of God is to be experienced right now and forever. Amen. He actually said that it's his peace. He, he destroyed. He's, he's, the reason he came to the earth is to destroy the works of the devil, right? to begin to, to break us free from the bondage of fear, break us free from uh, the, the addictions, to break us uh, free and give us peace, right? to give us joy, to give us love. This is what he's bringing forth. In an experiential way, it's not that we just quote some verses and we try to wrestle for that thing. It, that's that's really not we're, we're trying to do that in performance and what God's saying. No, I want you to experience me that this is being produced in you. And this this is the fruit of the spirit as we experience it. But I I, f- I feel this in my in my spirit. And I and I want you to to take this rightly as from a place that. That I deeply want us to come into the presence of God, I deeply want us to to remain in the presence of God. And there's there's two verses and the first one that I'm going to share is Jeremiah 2.11. He says, Has a nation changed its gods, which are not gods? But my people have changed their glory for what does not profit. Be astonished, O heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, says the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Now here's our reality in the world right now. That there is so many things at our fingertips, before our eyes. There's so many uh, just things that are available to give us a sense of joy, to give us a sense of satisfi- to satisfy you know, our, our soul at, at some level, um, to give us honor, all of those things. There's, there's paraded before us constantly that we would fill ourselves upon those. 
Are you with me? We can just go through our, if you, the history of our lives, the things that we've given ourselves to, to try to satisfy a longing within our heart to, to have peace, to have joy, to feel loved, right? Whether it's people, whether it's sports, whether wh- whatever we want to do with the workplace, finances, we go after those things. And then for a moment, they give us a sense where it satisfies. It gives us a sense of joy. It gives us a sense of peace. Amen? But they're broken. And it keeps us chasing after those things and after those things. And we go deeper in them and deeper in them. And what happens is we actually become in bondage to those things. We become chained to the things that actually ha- they have no life. They're not life-giving. And he says we've, we've traded the glory of, of God, the, the one where the life of God does not stop. It's forever, continually feeding you. I remember one time just experiencing the Lord. I said, God, this is, this is so incredible, just this experience. And he said, there's no end. There's actually no limit to the depths and the experience of the Lord. And I, and I can say uh, firsthand, you know, seven years after that experience, that there is no end to God's glory. It gets richer and richer, deeper and deeper. What you felt, you know, a year ago, three years ago, keep contending because there's no roof to that. There's no limit to that. And what I'm so excited about as I begin to pioneer, as I, as I uh, cultivate this in the Lord, it gets handed off to my children as an inheritance, and they will, that becomes just their, their foundation. It becomes their floor, and the limit to them is limitless. They keep going, and then they hand it to the next generation, to the next generation. And there's, there's no end to where God is going with this. Amen? Well, that's the inheritance I want to give. But the reality, the reality is there's some probably in this room, the reason I'm sharing this, is that we struggle with filling ourselves with so many things of the world that we're not experiencing God. God can, can actually fill, his glory can fill the earth and we don't experience it. God can manifest himself powerfully in a room, yet we don't engage in it. We don't experience it because our soul actually is not longing for something. It's all full, full, full of the world, which has no, no life. And it leads to bitterness. It leads to emptiness. It leads, what, why do you think depression rate is at the rise? If you look at the depression rates, always increasing. Well, it's because we've, We've traded the glory of God. I'm, I'm, I'm not speaking of every single depression case. I'm, I'm looking at overall the world and the chaos as we continue to go after those things in the world and do not give ourselves to the Lord. And, and I just, what I want is to produce a, a hunger. I want to I set before you a, a table, if you will, that says the glory of God is available, and let's come and eat from that. Let's, let's be hungry for that and thirsty for that. Amen. I want to visit a message that I shared. Just a couple more minutes. I just I don't want us to miss this. 
the words of, I'm not going to move on here. Remember how I said that uh, God's not boring? You just never know what he's going to do. And I, right now, I, if you've sensed this before, I, feel the very heart of Jesus right now. And I'm saying that because I, I don't want you to think that these are my words. I, ha- I had no, there's no preparation on this, beloved, and there's no hype on this. I I'm really want to stand before you, and I, I feel this is what Jesus would say before you. Come drink. But it's not going to get any easier. What I was going to speak about this morning was spiritual warfare. And in spiritual warfare, we understand that the demonic realm is real. And the attacks of Satan will only increase as the time becomes near of Jesus' return. And right now, he has an invitation. And he's saying, come drink. This is not the hour to be complacent. But our heart is a garden that God wants to sow seeds of life into. But you have an accuser, the, the Satan, who's trying to accuse the, or, or, or sow the seed, uh, evil seeds, right? Bad seeds within our hearts. And if we are so busy and consumed with the things of the world, we will not have the life of Jesus. Listen to me. Even the demons believe in Jesus. Are you with me? Even the demons believe in Jesus, and they have no inheritance in him. They have no life. They are bound to hell forever, yet they understand that he died on the cross for the sins of the whole world. Beloved, I I sat and and actually had a conversation. This may be the oddest thing you hear. I had a, a conversation with the demon, and he told me that Jesus died on the cross for the sins of everyone, meaning he believes, he understood the truth, yet he was not saved or experiencing the very life of God. Love, you can sit in these chairs Sunday after Sunday and believe that Jesus died on your cross, but yet do not experience the very life of God because you're unwilling to surrender the things of the world and begin to drink deeply of Jesus. Are you with me this morning? Beloved, he's saying this morning, it is no longer time to be so busy with the things of the world and trade the very glory of Jesus. Living cisterns and stop drinking out of the broken cisterns. And the reason I can preach this so boldly is because Jesus is preaching it to me. He's saying, now, son, it's the time. This is not legalism. I'm not saying you can't do anything in the world. That's that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying let's get a, a hunger, an appetite where we can't live without drinking from the word of God daily. We can't live without communion and fellowship with Jesus daily. We have to know what's on his heart. We have to know what the word, what his, his living word is for us today and the one next to us. Amen. But I, I say this because there's so much life. I know the world's broken. We understand literally that the world is going to hell, right? In a handbasket. Literally, that's, that is what's taking place. I get that. 
but there's something so much greater. That's not our inheritance. The world's not our inheritance. Everything in the world will be shaken. That's what Hebrews 11, Hebrews 12, it's everything in the world will be shaken, but one thing will remain. That's the word of God. That's his kingdom that cannot be shaken. And when we begin to enter into that reality, and when our feet are upon that rock, and and when I say our feet are upon that rock again, I want to say even the demons believe. Just because you believe something doesn't mean your feet are upon that rock. He says, those who hear my words and do them are upon the rock. And when the storms come, when the rain comes, But it's your inheritance to hear the word. It's your inheritance to to know him so deeply. Thank you, Father. Can we just sit before? service has started my heart's been broken and we started singing and the Lord started working in my life and I was sitting there and he said uh, tell the people to come and drink of me they are thirsty and I'm the one that can give them the water that they need that they would never thirst again it is so Accepting Christ is easy, probably the easiest thing anyone can do, but they make it hard because they try to do this and they try to do that and they're going to try this and, well, maybe if I do this other thing, it'll make it better. We only need Jesus. That's all he wants us to do is to come to him, to live in him and have our life in him. 
have a better life. Yes, we all go through problems, but he's there to bring us through every day, every day. Don't think we don't have problems. If you've been with Christ for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, it doesn't matter. We all have them, but we know where to turn. We know who to give them to. He is the one, he said, that I will take you through every day. I will take you through. Just come to me and drink of my water, for it is free, it is good, it is life, it is everlasting. I'm here. Come to me. But you have to choose. You have to choose to live for me. I don't know how to make it any plain, except my heart hurts. I don't know what to say, but I know that this is the Lord. I know that this is what he wants. I know that Pastor Mark is just not up here blowing his horn, and I'm not either. sit at your feet drink from the cup in your hand I want to sit at your feet drink from the cup in your hand to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the Lord's not, he's not above awkwardness. does some awkward things to get us out of our shell, I think, sometimes. Thank you, Father. Maybe, maybe we're the ones that are a little awkward and we just, yeah. Lord, our, our peace is, is the peace of Christ and it's, it's, it's in Him. He, he actually I don't believe that he he gives peace apart from him. I don't think he looks at a situation and says, "Hey, I'm I'm going to send peace over upon their situation right now." I actually believe he says in every situation, "Come into me, and you'll experience not not peace. You'll experience who I am, which is peace." Are you with me? And this is why this. Some of the most miserable people are Christians that are not living a life in Christ. Because we're, we're not designed to have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. But your Savior, Jesus Christ, is so zealous for you. He, he has such great zeal. 
he's jealous for all of you. Every single part of you, all of your, your thoughts, your heart, your mind, right? Your strength. So love, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, soul, strength. And in that, beloved, he, it, if we're sitting with one foot in the world and trying to put one foot in him, and we're wondering why we have no peace. It's because he's, he's not going to give it apart from him. He's, he's wooing us into him, saying, surrender it all, come into me. Because for he himself, Ephesians 2.14, is our peace. He is. It's when we're in him, we have peace with God. It's when we're in him, we actually... Hold on, we, we experience the very peace of Christ where nothing, love, if you look at Jesus, the one who died on the cross, nothing would rob him of his peace because he knew his identity in, in God. He knew his value in God. He knew the outcome in God. He was able to find rest in that place. Beloved, I'd love to say that we wouldn't experience tribulation and turbulence in this world, but, but Jesus himself said, when you come, you will experience tribulation. You will experience persecution. There's an evil one that, that wants your life, and he's waging a war against you, and you will experience the rejection of the world because they rejected me. He said, but I will not forsake you. It's in me. When you, when you drink of me, when you come into me, when you abide in me, fellowship with me, there's peace. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand. said that we false prophets and people say that they're Christ and I will heal the sick and I'll do miracles don't be deceived I saw this man on TV and my heart breaks because I know we're in the last days and all he would do never use Jesus' name and they said oh I can heal you and he didn't say nothing he would just put their hands on them and they'd fall at their knees and they would cry and they'd say you healed me you healed me and I'd say oh my goodness that's not Jesus it's like the Bible said there's false there is a false Jesus and the people were weeping and they'd go to him far away and he'd just put their hands on them and they'd fall and they would be healed and I thought oh no that's not God that's not the God I serve I can't watch him no more because it just, it broke my heart. We're in the last days. Thank you, Emma. Love it. There's a reality that there's great deception. That's why the word is so critical right now. Not only does it hold life, it's the truth. And it guards us and guides us. But I want to offer one more thing as we close. 
maybe you're fully surrendered to the Lord, pursuing Him, but the things that the Lord just unveiled today is, is not just the cry for this room. It's the cry for your family. It's the cry for this city. It's a cry for this nation. He's looking for people that would, would know him and make him known. But these realities is, is the inheritance for your children. I'm so thankful, and I keep, as, as the service goes on, I'm so thankful for parents that kept me in this, this place where I actually got to experience God. Right? God is among those in unity. He's, he was here in this, this place. And there's so many things throughout my childhood that I swayed and I went here. But the one thing that is I knew God was real because I experienced him. I experienced the very life of God upon my heart. And, and I was in an environment that, that believed and responded. Beloved, we're the salt of the earth. He's raising up this, this gathering right here to tear down the gates out there. Father, I, I thank you for your mercy in my life, God. Lord, I thank you that, that you pour yourself out for us to experience, God. Father, I ask that we would never leave, Lord. That we would stay in the, the very presence in your heart. We would, we would come into you, Father, all of our days. Beholding your beauty and your goodness, God. But Lord, I also ask that this group here, Lord, with every gift, every talent that you've given them, a voice and unique ways, God, would, would bring forth the good news of the gospel. Bring forth your presence into a city where their souls long for a living God and they don't know it. That they could taste the goodness. Their deep cries out to God's deep. That they too would have eternal life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. If you were feeling stirred and you desire prayer for anything, I would love to.